0: Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM Director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Jasandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show.
1: And welcome to the Sports and Media Show. My name is Jeff. I'm Joe. This is episode 22 already, and we, uh, we love being on here. And uh, Joe, there's so many topics. I think we'll just get right into it a little bit today, and I'll let you uh, kind of pick the first one. We'll go.
0: Well, we talked earlier about uh, wrestling and the transgender. What's interesting interests me is obviously the whole situation about a transgender. But I think some of the headlines were misleading. You know, they keep saying this, transge- this transgender boy wins. But she, she was born a female at birth, yeah. and she's taking uh, some, not steroids, but she, she's taking, uh, I can't even think right now. Yeah, I
1: know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, She's taking the medicine to, to make her switch. Um, uh, yeah. uh, testosterone, testosterone, my God, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, which is sort of, there's some similarities to it. What, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I, it's weird is, we talked a little bit too, like you said, in most states, it doesn't matter in wrestling. It's kind of a unisex sport where right. in Illinois, you wrestle girls every once in a while. It's not as prevalent, but you know, you see them a lot on the club level, mostly there's a lot of girls out there wrestling. Olympics, you don't have it separated, but uh, Texas must be a state that has individual uh, women's and uh, men's uh, wrestling at high school. So that's what I think is interesting. In fact, how some states are uh, either ahead or behind at times uh, in terms of the sports they allow. But I I, I don't know how you decide. It's one of those things. Is it, is, is it what they're becoming or what they were born? And it's going to be something I think we're going to hear a lot more about in, in the days to come.
0: Yeah, there's some interesting things on there. I did a little reading on it. And uh, 95% of the superintendents, first of all, in Texas said that they wanted it to be this way, where you were born as opposed I mean, as opposed to what you could change. Yeah. But the state law allows you to change your birth certificate once the court dictates that you have made the transition. Okay. So, so they're allowing that. But it's, it's a difficult thing because uh, testosterone is uh, – um, steroids are a form of that. It's not exactly the same. And yeah. I'm certainly no medical <laughs> person. I couldn't tell Don't you. Ask me, but from yeah. the limited r- reading I was able to find out about this, I'd love to talk to a doctor about it, is how much that mimics – um steroids which is supposed to make you stronger, stronger your skeleton better and you heal sometimes depending on which one that you take so she she clearly had some sort of advantage there but this is also a girl from the stories it appears she worked her tail off
1: yeah i think she was there. a good wrestler there's no doubt about and it and she wanted
0: to compete with the boys
1: she wanted to be a, uh, a male wrestler i guess is the best way to say it she went to had to go to the female side uh in terms of wrestling, but she did have a little bit of an unfair advantage in, in the in the process of the transformation. So, it's a strange story. It's it's weird. It's for the first time I think I've ever publicly talked about something like this, and it's just you don't know where to go. And I mean, we're, and again, this isn't this isn't going away. It seems like there's more and more people in in our area, in the state, and, and nationwide that are going under undergoing this transformation. So, we'll see what happens next.
0: I'll be, yeah, I'll be interesting to see the the uh, the coverage at the same time. There's a girl in Minnesota who's competing at the 106, I think, pound weight. You know wrestling, but yeah, I do. So it's yeah. the exact weight. But she's she made it to the state finals, and she's competing this weekend, I believe. So be interesting to see. And it's an all boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know there was an all girls competition in any state before this story came out. Like yeah, there. there's
1: very few states that it's the bigger states have uh, the, the female and male separate uh, separate. Uh, Tournaments, as opposed to Illinois, which if you know, it just go out there and wrestle whoever, whatever, you know, girl boy, and it's probably ninety five percent at the high school level boys, but you know, you do see females every once in a while.
0: So do you, do you see them regularly, even at the younger? Because I know you're at heavily involved le- with wrestling.
1: Yeah, at the club level, you see a lot more of it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll see every tournament there'll be five to fifteen. You know, I would say girls at, at some of the bigger lo- at club tournaments. It's not that it's it used to be kind of be oh there's a girl wrestling. Now it's kind of like you know you it's you just kind of get over it. It's not that big a deal. Do, and do you some f- of them, and, and they're usually really good because they're not going to go out there and 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 just get crushed for the (laughs) sake of getting crushed they're usually really good
0: do you find that they fall off more as they get older? I think
1: as they start to get older and develop a little bit, they do fall off. You don't see near as many, in, in mostly in Illinois high school. In central Illinois is really my point of reference. Maybe a couple this year I, I can remember seeing it all.
0: Yeah, it used to be a huge story now. You're right, it's yeah. sort of fallen off a little bit.
1: Now this Oregon, let's switch to the state of Oregon. and You know a little bit more about this than I did. I, I kind of did some quick research today, but uh, Coach...
0: Let you go. Willie Taggart, who I believe was used to be at University of South Florida, which is yeah. my, my uh, former college, um, he refused to speak with uh, a reporter for the Portland Oregonian, which is Andrew Greif, after he reported on that workout. Remember remember yeah. the one where— um, Three or four people got sick. Yes, yeah. and and one of them got so—in such bad sake, and I'm not even going to try to name the, the disease or the— um, the problems with it, but he was diagnosed with a syndrome where muscle tissue is broken down with leakage into the bloodstream, um, which could damage the kidneys. As a matter of fact, the NCAA apparently tells teams not to hit their players real hard with these exercises in between. It was right after the football season before the other. Well, Taggart apparently was upset, among other things, that he called it grueling well if you're going to work out so hard that your body's that's going to break down and bleed into it and then possibly destroy your kidneys
1: that seems that's borderline if not grueling <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <it's> cruel get <laughs> even be a word you might use and, and, and But i think the word i have to think about is it, unnecessary you're not playing until the fall i mean get the i understand staying in the shape and getting the kids to stay in shape and and having winter workouts and off-season workouts are so important in sports right now but to work a kid so much that his muscles are tearing down to me that's just unnecessary it's it, it, it's uncalled for because it, I, there's no purpose of it mostly in off season early off season and we're not talking late off season where it's july or august Early, and you're getting ready to you know to lace them up as they say
0: yeah i i, I wonder if this is why we see so many players getting hurt early on there's a uh, a young woman who played soccer with my daughter she went up to play i think at wheaton and i believe wheaton's normally a national contender for yeah. division two soccer and i asked what was the what was the secret to success and it was when the season ends he doesn't even talk to them until midway through the next spring semester he wants them to heal have fun enjoy themselves and they come back out and they start winning again
1: i think that's the key you have to have downtime in, in sports well see because like kids go from sport to sport at the youth age but even when you would love the kids you know sometimes just sleep in and don't work out and enjoy let your body recover we, you you hear all about this recovery time bodies need and they have to have that and so obviously the organ 't uh, didn't really believe in that in that case and now they're kind of paying for it a little bit nationally
0: and 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 really it was a bad PR move because if you want something to go away which clearly Oregon wants to right yeah they don't want to have people remembering we worked out these players so bad that we suspended the conditioning coach for a month yeah. they re- the coach every time he refuses to talk, it he, just it
1: just brings up the story again. Right. He should have just came out and said we apologize, we made a mistake. We're we, you know we're doing all the quote unquote little white lies that at these sport that all these guys have to use, and we're we're re looking at how we're doing things, and we're gonna evaluate, we're gonna change, and if something changes, you never know. But you say the right things. You know, it's kind of like yesterday when you know. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, coach Garrett, you know, basically said, "I don't know what we're going to do with Tony Romo," and he just had to kind of basically eat one for the media because he knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on. It's just a, its all about the timing with the contracts and stuff, of when you can either release or try to trade Tony Romo. But but to say he hasn't talked to him and he doesn't know and he's not in the know—it's one of those. I—it I, the media has to ask and the coach has to give a fake answer, and it's just a process. And sometimes the process is what drives people nuts. I think.
0: Right, it does, but but also we understand the process. Yeah. The process is I'm not going to tell you. You know I say it, and when I'm ready to, <laughs> this bothers me a lot more because uh, this is somebody trying to bully somebody, and I yeah. see it happen at college programs across the country because I deal with a lot of college sports journalists, and they're, they'll tell me stories about this. As a matter of fact, there's on campus one of the coaches here got angry at our reporters here because they wrote a story about the stats. Well, the team sucked. I mean, I mean, yeah. y- you're not. We're not there to do PR for them. You know he was saying pretty much i want to tell you what to cover you know i guess that's okay if conversely the kid can tell him who to put in the game you know it's, <laughs> it's just it's just a, it's something that everybody has to deal with though it's not going to go away
1: there you go okay, exactly uh bleacher report uh <laughs> late within the last eight nine days did a story about uh, dirk Nowitzki, the star dallas player and basically it was in jest i think a funny thing about he threw it he shot an air ball. they put a picture up whatever and then Dallas Ma- uh, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban basically called the NBA and the NBA then somehow got in touch with Bleach Report and Bleach Report had re- took it down they they, they really fell and, and said no yeah we'll take it down and they put up something that said Dirk Nowitzki is a is a great player <laughs> I I this is such a non-story Dirk Nowitzki
0: is a great player <laughs>
1: yeah. that is news yeah this is such a non-story that it became a story and i don't know who's to blame here i i the cuban well it's easy to say cuban and
0: bleacher report
1: but the nba did do something they oh yeah and the it, nba yeah i mean so everybody <laughs> is to blame other than dirk navisky i guess but I, it's just unreal like, and, and mark cuban i know he rubs a lot of people the wrong way you, you kind of like i like his brashness a little bit but so when he does stuff like this i just want i, I it, it lowers his him to me does that make sense to you oh
0: i agree i like i've by and large, I appreciate him even when I disagree with him because yeah. he's interesting. Um, on this one, it struck me. I was thinking, what's it like to be Dirk Nowitzki right now? Because it's you know, you coach youth sports, I've coached youth sports. It's almost like a parent yelling at the coach over something that's going on, and the poor kid's sitting there watching it, going, "Okay, I want to, I want to run and
1: hide." And if you know anything about pro athletes, Dirk Nowitzki probably didn't even see it or cares. Or care. <laughs> with his
0: career. They said something about an air ball. Big deal
1: who every NBA player shot an air ball. Yes, Michael Jordan shot air balls. It happens. It's not a news story unless you do. Choose to make it a news story because you're Mark Cuban.
0: Yeah, you've got someone who's a billionaire owner of an NBA team who's angry about his boy, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't understand why he made this such a big deal, but the thing that's that's disconcerting is that it makes everybody else start thinking, can I now apply pressure if I don't like the coverage? We're seeing it at the White House. Yeah. We're seeing it, you know, we've. it's not like that's new at the White House, but we're seeing it even more in the last several months now we're seeing it in sports the spillage
1: exactly now the story that's getting no attention and i and you know a little bit more about this than i do but i it, it, this one aggravates me is the the fantasy football players from versus, richmond from what, which college richmond the richmond spiders they're baseball players right or they are baseball players who got suspended by the ncaa for playing fantasy football which I guess they believe, is a source, of a form of gambling?
0: Well, if you look at the NCAA, and I just read it this morning because I just heard about it this morning. Is You know, if you look at that, they have some certainly anti-gambling statutes or rules or whatever you want to call them. And, and justifiably, they should. Yeah. But this is the hypocrisy of it. And, you know, I like the NCAA by and large. They, they do a lot of great things organizing, and I know they get a lot of bad attention. But I want to read more details about this because if these kids are really high into gambling, then you know, maybe there's something that needs to be done. But if they're in a fantasy football league, and we're talking tens of dollars, yeah. who cares? Especially since the NCAA, what's happening next week? March Madness. Yeah. Where's, what, are we, what is everybody doing?
1: A bracket. Filling out a bracket. And yeah.
0: the NCAA and CBS are both promoting that bracket, so they're promoting gambling on the one hand, and now they're going after these kids for some, probably, maybe low-stakes gambling there's some hypocrisy there
1: definitely the the story needs to be researched by the local media to find out what the level of if if it is but again if you know anything about fantasy football at most fun levels you put in 10 20 30 bucks it's your buddies and at the end of the year you take that money who wins and they usually buy pizza and beer it's not that big a deal it's just it's a source of entertainment and honestly my kids are going to college i hope that's what they're doing you know i (laughs) I don't want them doing other stupid stuff fantasy football is not going to uh lead you down a path of destruction uh but what's frustrating is the NCAA for a decade has not done anything to the University of North Carolina they've been caught cheating it's the, the lady's been fired they know they're guilty and the NCAA refuses to lay down any Suspension, penalty, or anything To the University of North Carolina's basketball team But they will suspend five Richmond Smider baseball players for this That's the hypocrisy of this, Joe
0: I think since one Southern Methodist got, the, you know, got destroyed their football program yeah. And they were the first one to have it And the only um, When they shut down the program for, what was it, three or four years?
1: Yeah. When they went the from definitely. this
0: top-tier program to now, you know, they're yeah. horrible I think the NCAA is terrified of their own rule because you're right. There should be something a little bit harsher than the But then at least there. do
1: something. I mean, say that do the lack of institutional control and dock them 10 scholarships. But by not – you can't do 10 in basketball. But you know what I'm saying, a couple. You have to do something if you're going to do this. It, but, again, is the difference is it's Richmond and NCW and North Carolina. That's what has to be discussed. And baseball. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if it were five Richmond basketball players or five Liverpool yeah. basketball players, because you know there's five, you know there's basketball players, D one players that are playing it uh, for basketball and football.
1: It's I absolutely, would, I would, I would bet be my willing house, to bet that.
0: I would bet your health on. Yeah, twenty to
1: thirty <laughs> percent that of athletes play fantasy sports. It's just what you do. I mean, you play it on your phone and you change your lineups and you go to class. I mean, it's 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 life. It's
0: it, it's, it's it keeps you engaged. It's fun. You know. It's you know. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot of problems that the NCAA is having right here.
1: All right, completely non near as important uh, story. I want I just want to throw this. this is kind of I'm just throwing this at you. Right sure. Here. But I thought about this last night, and my kid actually brought it up. Oh he goes okay. hey, He goes, Dad, where when do the Eastern Illinois men's and women's basketball teams start playing the OVC? And I said they didn't make it. And he goes, I go, what do you mean? He goes, I go in the OVC, which is the Ohio Valley Conference, of which Eastern Illinois University is in for men's and women's basketball. Only the top eight of the twelve teams make it to the tournament down in nashville and 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 derek looks at me goes that's just stupid all it should be that everybody gets a chance in march madness to advance to the ncaa tournament and i didn't think a word about it and i sit there for a little bit and i go i don't know the reason why the OVC and maybe a couple other conferences do this, but at every other big tournament, big conference, everybody does get a shot. Now you may have to win six games in four days to get there, mm-hmm. but do you have any idea why the OVC does this and and you don't get a fair chance like every other conference?
0: All I'm thinking is, my God, is your son a liberal? Oh my God! You know, <laughs> sports writing. Come on, a conservative view he- is everybody. should <laughs> <laughs> that, well, and again,
1: no. I didn't even, it didn't, it has never crossed my mind. And we work obviously with the NCAA and Eastern sports until last night. And then yeah. I, th- I did not have an answer. I, so do you I, think they should be? I
0: purely am guessing that they think it's too expensive to have extra games going on. Um, although, if you had them at the home courts, which some conferences yeah. do, that would be fine. You know, I didn't really think about that till just now. I don't, I don't understand why you would, not I would think everybody should have I a mean, chance for it. It makes more sense. I don't eight out of the
1: 12 make it, so you're really looking at maybe three or four more games, I think, if you if you break that down. But you could make more money in those games too. You can make more money. Uh, it gives everybody a chance. And, you know, and what's again, the disadvantage? I I do not know. I mean, they already do the double buy thing, where the top four seeds get double buys. So you already you're not going to get you know Belmont knocked out in round one by Eastern because Belmont's going to get a double buy, victory, double buy to the to the semis, I guess, or quarters. I think it is. So I, I don't know. I'd I'd like to find out. I'd like to talk to the OVC, and I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. But, uh, no, no, it's interesting.
0: I I want to know how many conferences. Yeah, don't send all of their teams because the Big Ten. I thought they had a play-in Big game.
1: Team. Big Ten, everybody gets a chance. Now, like yeah. you know, for some like Indiana, which will be the thirteen or fourteen seed, they have to win like five games in five right. days, which yeah. is really hard. But that's what if that's but what they got a takes. chance.
0: And and I believe several years ago, I don't know if it was Syracuse or an Illinois. Was Illinois it made it
1: all the way to the championship game once as like a ten or eleven seed. Yeah, like, yeah, that was you know, it then, and they just ran out of gas on the Sunday. Uh, and speaking of Illinois, congratulations to Coach Gross, another big win. And he's, I think he saved his job 50 miles north of us here in, in uh, Champaign Urbana. He so. may have. There you go. Other thoughts, other stories that you want to talk about? We still have a little bit of time.
0: Well, you know, something that I'm all in on. I, I love the fact that Chris Christie is thinking about retiring as governor and he wants to be a sports talk show host. And he's filled in for Mike Francesca, who's who's an icon, not yeah. just nationally, and certainly beloved in New York. Apparently they're going to test him out this summer when Francesca's on vacation. What I, do you think?
1: I don't know that much about Chris Christie other than what you know the politics and they kind of get he gets made fun of a lot. I I've only come to my knowledge that he's a real big sports fan. And you know more about this than I do. But you know what? If you're in a radio station and you're thinking about one thing, I got I got to keep Francesca's ratings so I can make money. You can't just bring in Jeff and Joe, unfortunately, right?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you're to something right there. They could,
1: but I'm going to guess. Okay, yeah, I'm going to guess. If you got, don't like us, yeah. maybe Christy. Chris Christie's got national recognition. He's a name. People are at least going to give him a shot, and that's what you want in radio. They're going to say, "I'll listen. I may not like him, but I'm going to give it a shot." And then you, you have the listeners that stick. Then you build a brand, and, he, and he's got the already the name awareness. So I get it.
0: Yeah, because you know, you know, radio. I mean, I keep hearing these things. There's no middle of the road when talk radio, whether it's news or sports, and and, and really, there really isn't a conservative and liberal on yeah. sports. There's 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 old fashioned to new fashion, you no know, new ideas. I think he would be tremendous. I just got a sense that he would be, you know, the times I've heard him on there, and the fact that he's already started a rivalry with yeah. the Phillies, <laughs> yeah, you know, ripping into them. He and he has some pretty good takes. I mean, one of them I he had he was like, I grew up met fan, he said. And in 1969, the Mets won the World Series. He was seven years old. He the goes, I shot. thought my life was going to be like this all the time. And, <laughs> and he says, unfortunately, it's despair and pain, you know. And <laughs> and so it has some pretty nice perspectives on yeah,
1: it. Yeah, th- and you know, and when he does, he does have opinions, and that's what that that's what that station's been known for with Francesca. So I, you know, give it a shot. He may it may not work, but you know what, you don't know till you try.
0: I'm locked in and listening the moment he's on. There you go. Just
1: it, give him a shot. The other sports news that came out this week: Fox Sports won. Their live "quote unquote" Sports Center knockoff on Fox Sports has now been canceled. It's gone. They gave it about three and a half years, and they realized that uh, people really are just gonna they they just tune into ESPN for the sports updates and or, or ESPN news, and they could never garner any ratings. Their talent was not near as good. I think they gave those guys their, three and a half years is a pretty good run. Oh, that's a real good uh, run for those guys to "quote unquote" n- you know not really produce anything. So your thoughts are... I
0: don't think ESPN would be trying to keep it alive if they hadn't started it. I don't think they want to kill SportsCenter, which has been their flagship show, right, for decades and decades. I mean, I I think the crew they have on there, you know, Michael and Jamel, are are top-notch. But I, you know, I watched it the other day. I'm like, I really don't care. I, I, most of the stuff I know already. Yeah. Right? You find it out.
1: Yeah. Or you go to ESPN News and get the quick version. Exactly. Other thoughts? Uh, NCAA tournament starter. You touched on that just a little bit. Get ready to start. Tournaments are getting ready to start. So you'll hear about brackets and bracket busting and all that coming up.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'll probably get a little bit more excited next week. I haven't, yeah. I haven't followed <laughs> basketball like I have some years, uh, but I always, you know, lock in for the tournament trying to figure out what's going on. And I've just. It's just exciting.
1: It appears that ESPN is going to replace Chris Berman on the NFL shows on Sunday with a trio of folks: Sam Ponder, who I love; Sam Susie Kolber, which is, I think she's awesome; Trey Wingo, not a fan. So but but, he's a good professional, but he's, he's he's got name recognition and a funny name. But he just he's really a smart aleck, and I don't know how good he will be with some of those athletes on there because he's got that smart aleck attitude. And you know, I don't. It'll see how it works. But the other two I love. So there you I
0: I don't know who they're trying so much is changing yeah. yeah I I don't know how much I think we've talked about it before I'm not a big fan of watching these shows no I just
1: turn turn the game on at noon and let's go
0: but I would if Christie was on there Chris Christie you know I would <laughs> maybe that's new. <laughs> you know, maybe know, pulls <laughs> up but I also like the CBS is it the CBS crew that has uh, uh or maybe it's Fox Fox it's has Bradshaw and Strahan yeah. and, and, uh, I like those because I, I find them entertaining I'm yeah. not listening so much as what's it's new. More the is, banners yeah, and, yeah the that's, conversation that's, that's, yeah. and and hopefully you know the three people you mentioned are very talented and i think interesting i don't know i'll give it a shot but i don't know if it's going to keep me pulled in
1: and you know sam ponder you can't be looking at sam ponder
0: (laughs) i don't want to get pulled into that ah
1: joe you're no fun today (laughs) the walking dead as we wrap up today's show last week's episode uh you go first
0: you know last week i had so much to say this week i just i was i i wrote down one big word dull before you know by the end of the show i thought and it wasn't i think that's unfair to it i'm very interested in eugene yeah um i'm not as interested in dwight but he i think they're developing him pretty well but you know you you said it the other day it's just not going forward as much is not that what you said
1: it's not going forward and you know when you think about the walking dead and what most people who are maybe casual fans or don't even know but they know it's a good show think walkers and zombies and and you got to survive by killing them or or evading them well they've really gotten away from walkers and zombies and you know other than the one big scene a couple episodes ago hardly any this week uh all about you know gene and, and eugene and uh, you know dwight and and a lot of a lot of banner back and forth a lot of a lot of dialogue no action and you just when you feel really really good it's back they kind of throw that clunker in there now i know it's a setup show and they have to set it up for the next one but it seems that they could really condense that show down last week. It was an hour, nine-minute, extra ten-minute episode, and and realistically, twenty minutes, bam, they could have had, they could have had all that stuff taken care of.
0: They could. Yeah, it's. The first, Go back and watch the first half season, and you'll notice that that first half season is like a full season at any other yeah. year. It's just going too slow. Last, the two weeks ago, it was tremendous. Even though it was slower, and I know your son, yeah. I don't think, liked it, and a lot of younger yeah. people didn't like it. I'd be curious to see what people thought about last week's show. I want, I want some action. Uh, I, yeah, th-
1: what I, so, so, what I always kind of go back on Monday or Tuesday morning, and I'll go to Yahoo and I'll read some of this, the stuff they have. And a lot of their reviews were, again, it, it's all about Eugene, but a, kind of a boring, slow-paced show. Nothing really happened you know one scene of maybe shock and then you know and then the main stars aren't in it again and that's frustrating you know because you know you re- we all kind of only we, we know that we're only going to get rick michonne and daryl for how many episodes or mm-hmm. how many years pe- that's why people watch this show and i wish the walking i know the walking dead people aren't wa- listening to this show but rick michonne and daryl are the reason that there are fans and when you don't show them it hurts and it's frustrating
0: yeah, and, and get a couple of others, but there's those others, are, those, I mean, no, those, no. But you're right; yeah. those are the three, the there's three main ones. There's
1: Carol and one. Carol fans, and you know, there's other things, but what's built the show is those three. Oh,
0: I agree. Like when Glenn left, you know, yeah. that was a big. But I think he needed to at that point. And yeah. I'm wondering if maybe some one of these other characters needs to be killed off, so to speak. You know, uh,
1: we're just about done. I, I want to touch on one thing. If, I, we talked this a little bit. Bill Walton, by the way, is <laughs> nuts. you love Bill Walton? He, he you're he fascinated j- by he him. Just, well, I don't understand. ESPN is so conservative. You know, they really are conservative. And he will change, he's changing his shirts in the middle of broadcast. He talks about how this one guy got up high on a jump and he goes, I love to be high. I mean, some <laughs> of the stuff that he does in a broadcast of, of college basketball to me is hilarious. But I just wonder. Can, are they allowing this or, or is it one of those things that they just kind of want this year to be over and they're not going to have him back? I would love to be on in the inside of ESPN's you know, honcho meetings and find out what, what they're thinking.
0: I think when you get to a certain age, you can say whatever you want. Like Lee Corso does all the things. And I think that people think, oh, he's an older guy, he got high. You know, if he was 18 or 22, I think people might get a little upset. But <laughs> he's just a funny guy. <laughs>
1: he's crazy. There ain't no doubt about him. That's he's That's it. He's definitely, like
0: we said, entertaining. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Any other topics on your list over there, Joe? No,
0: just one thing. When we were coming in today, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith, who's no longer on Mad Dog, but has yep. that ESPN show. Um, I really liked him on the Mad Dog, and I still feel like I, I like him on ESPN. But... Um, he, he he certainly has his highs and lows. At some one moment he's Sam Kinison, the other moment he's Stephen Wright. He's yeah. comedians, I guess, for that. Yep. But I don't know. I'm just sort of, I, I I like what he says, but and I realize he's conscious and clear of what he's trying to do. I don't think he does things by mistakes. Uh, that said, I when I'm driving around, I do listen to him. I don't know if you've had a chance. to. I
1: listen to him. He aggravates me sometimes, uh, but yeah, he's definitely he's got a great voice. He enunciates so great. I mean, mm-hmm. he, and he gets his point across perfectly. And good points too. Good points. Again, even good points when you don't like him. You know, you'll right. say, oh, "I get why he would say that." I no, don't. No, I don't agree, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's. He, Radio needs guys like Stephen A. Smith. They need I need guys like Francesca and Chris Christie, and you know we broadcasting needs. You have to have a Howard Stern. You have to have a Rush Limbaugh. If not, then there's no middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So there you go. Another sports show down. There. These are getting to me. They're getting easier. We don't want the fans out there. Well,
0: today. I hope they like. Hope people like them.
1: There you go. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the sports
0: media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.